Bling bling. Morena's alarm beeps on the floor next to our bed. She rolls over, hits the off button, and falls back asleep in ten seconds. I'm fully awake, though. Another day in sweaty, late-summer Barcelona. I go to the bathroom and stand on the scale, get slightly annoyed by the number it flashes at me, then put on my shorts and a t-shirt and go to the kitchen for some water. The workers out on our patio start up the circular saw right at sunrise. They're doing one of the facades, and a big part of that job involves cutting ceramic tile at the crack of dawn. Luckily, the crack of dawn isn't too early at this time of year. A bit after eight, I'm out the door and jogging down the stairs of our building. The first floor, as usual, smells like a cave full of wild bears. That's because of the hoarder who lives there. I don't know what his deal is, but he stinks and his flat stinks, and after his wife died, I started seeing him digging through the dumpsters in our neighborhood, using the handle of his cane to pick through the trash. Turning right and happy about the natural light and cool breeze, I walk to Steffi's, the hippest place to be on weekdays at 8 a.m. Steffi is from Wisconsin, and she runs a cafe just up the street from me. I get my cold brew and sit on the bench outside, listening to the latest Tim Ferriss podcast, Arthur C. Brooks, on how to be happy, reverse bucket lists, the four false idols, etc., etc. The usual 8 a.m. crowd is out on the street. There's the big middle-aged guy in the puffy vest who works at the nearby police station, the people starting their shift at Mercadona, Anna the butcher and her extended family opening the shop across the way. Delivery vans stop on the corners. Guys hurry around with handcarts and boxes. Another day begins. After a while, Morena comes down to meet me, and we walk off to the tram stop. She gets on and leaves for work. I go back home to write emails, stopping briefly to buy chicken breasts from Anna the butcher. Hey everybody, it's Daniel. Welcome back to Spain to Go, the best podcast in the entire multiverse for all things Spain. This is episode 53, and it's about spiritual transcendence, but not yet. For now, it's going to be about other things, but I promise we will get to the spiritual transcendence. Thank you for listening. Let's go. What I'm working on these days is applying for a mortgage, or more accurately, applying for all the mortgages. This involves uploading a long series of documents to banking websites, fielding calls from brokers, and then hoping for the best. We've already been rejected for one mortgage, and the bank in question didn't give any good reason. So all I can do is imagine it's because we're not Spanish, or because I don't have a real job, and Spaniards hate the self-employed. The morning passes with me doing pointless bureaucracy, and intermittent fasting as well. Not eating does good things for my focus most of the time. All the better to write these emails with. Around 1.30, I change my clothes and walk out the door. A few minutes before 2, I'm at the gym. 
Like all good podcast bros, I've started doing jujitsu. The other guys in the class all look like mercenaries in some action film. Biceps, tattoos, beards, broad shoulders, and abs like bricks. They'd all look absolutely fine jumping out of a chopper over the jungle somewhere, machine gun in hand and the stub of a cigar clenched in their teeth. I'd maybe get a bit part in that movie as some confused hostage or laughably incompetent army bureaucrat. I don't exactly have the hardened warrior body type yet. At two on the dot, the teacher strides onto the mat. We all line up and bow. We do some painful and embarrassing crawling and rolling drills as a warm-up, then learn a few confusing exercises meant to teach us how to throw each other on the ground. Then we roll. I'm with a big tattooed guy with a Catalan name, Jordi or some such. Level zero, I tell him. Don't worry, he says. We'll go light. Famous last words. I'm not really level zero, more like level 0.5 at this point. But before I know it, we're on the floor, and Jordy's trying to strangle me with the lapel of my kimono. I roll out of that one, so he tries to bend my arm backwards across his chest. I twist my arm out, and suddenly he's turning and sitting. His ass is on my face. I'm going to lose this fight, but goddammit, I don't want to lose it with my nose up this guy's ass crack. I plant a foot and push down with all my strength, rolling him off me in a bridge pose. He scrambles onto my chest. His sweat smells like ammonia. Lying down like this, waiting for the six-minute round to be over, is actually sort of relaxing, except for the guy trying to strangle me. I try to breathe slowly from my diaphragm. Maybe I'll become a karma yogi. Dedicate my life to Krishna. Jordy's trying to get me in an arm lock when the timer goes off. We're done, and in the end, I didn't even lose. I roll with a couple more guys. I lose one and win one, choking a guy in guillotine until he taps. It's a good feeling, choking sweaty dudes on the mats of justice. Back at home, I have a healthy lunch chicken salad with avocado, and Greek yogurt for dessert. I figured I'd lose 20 pounds of body fat as soon as I stopped drinking, but actually, I'm a bit heavier than I was. Part of it's probably muscle, but not all of it. So now I'm sober and on a diet. After lunch, I write to my accountant about my pending tax inspection and to my lawyer about the next steps in the Spanish nationality process. If younger Daniel had known how tedious being middle class can be sometimes, he might have just kept his job as an English teacher and stayed broke. Not that that would have been any better, really. But younger Daniel might disagree if he could see me now at age 40, emailing bankers and bureaucrats all day long. Around five, I go out to get a final coffee, taking my Kindle along to read. Was this day a success? An abject failure? I can't really tell. I choked a guy, wrote some emails, and ate a salad. Not great and not bad. Not a day I'll remember years from now, or probably even weeks from now. 
Arthur C. Brooks on Tim Ferriss's podcast says that human beings need to feel a sense of the transcendent. And I agree. Problem is, modern secular society doesn't create many opportunities for that sort of thing. Growing up, my suburban parents never encouraged me to sit and cultivate a sense of awe at something greater than myself. Yours probably didn't either. Instead, they encouraged me to get good grades so I could get into college, get a job, and get promoted. Get, 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 get. We're taught to focus on external things, as if that will get us anywhere. Occasionally in school, we'd have to do community service, but if I recall correctly, this wasn't about serving the community in any meaningful sense. It wasn't about, for example, feeling a connection to the greater human project. We did it instead because we were being graded on it or because it would look good on a college application. At best, there were a few vague admonitions to be a good person, which, considering who they were coming from, I always found to be less than compelling. Of course, there were plenty of religious people back on the ranch, but from what I gleaned as a teenager, they weren't in it for the sense of the transcendent either. To me, evangelical Christianity just seemed like more rule-following, like a bunch of uninspiring people playing virtue games at dumb summer camps and Sunday gatherings. But even as a teenager, I realized I had a need for transcendence. It's an itch I've been attempting to scratch, with limited success for more than half my life. My personal path to transcendence often involves nature or meditation. I haven't actually talked to any other hikers about the feeling you get up on a mountainside. Maybe it's just me. Meditation, on the other hand, has become much more mainstream in recent years, often described as mindfulness, which probably isn't going to get you to high levels of transcendence, but it's all good. Everybody should meditate. Anyway, as I predicted way back when I was a teenager, adulthood in a society dedicated to romantic consumerism isn't much better than growing up in the desert as far as cultivating a sense of awe goes. For one thing, because transcendence is hard and doesn't translate well into a 30-second TV spot. The marketers would have us believe that cultivating that feeling is simply a matter of getting a nice car or choosing the correct breakfast cereal. But anybody who's really paying attention, maybe 5% of people, I guess, or less, knows that's not the case at all. Those attachments to stuff or to success or to pleasures of the senses just keep you running on the hedonic treadmill, always wanting more. I've written about the hedonic treadmill before and how it's played out in my life, the article is called The Realm of Hungry Ghosts, and my warning is this. You might get everything you want and end up even worse than you were before. Of course, it's better to get what you want and learn that lesson in the aftermath so you can refocus your life on other, more satisfying pursuits. Pursuits like choking sweaty Catalan guys and eating chicken salads. 
Anyway, that's about all I've got for today. Keep it transcendent out there. And thank you for listening. Just a brief end note while we're here. I was insufferably deep when I was younger. I actually remember this one girl dumping me in my early 20s. She gave me a whole speech about how not everything is some big transcendental issue, and some people just want to enjoy their lives. She actually used the word transcendental while dumping me. And I took it to heart and tried to downplay that side of my personality for a couple of decades. But now that I've largely given up on hedonism, it's come roaring back. Oh well, live and learn. I hope you're having a great day wherever you are in the world. Definitely check out Arthur C. Brooks on the Tim Ferriss podcast. I got a lot out of the recent episode, recent in September 2023, if you're listening to this five years from now. There are many ways that you can support this podcast, not least of which is to crowdfund it by sending some money to expatmadrid.com slash donate. If you would like to donate, you can do it there. That will just take you to a page where you can buy me a virtual coffee. Or if you would like, you can buy me a hundred virtual coffees. Donate as much or as little as you want. I appreciate every euro. Other than that, you can subscribe to the podcast wherever it is you listen to these things. You can give me a star rating or a review on the various podcast platforms. You can go to expatmadrid.com and enter your email address. Uh, that will get you updates from the blog. There's a lot of stuff on the blog that doesn't make it to the podcast or makes it much later to the podcast, so you can read some articles there. You can follow me on Instagram. I am Daniel Welsh, W-E-L-S-C-H. And uh, that's all for today. Coming to you from beautiful Barcelona. Until next time, hasta la próxima.